know it shouldn't be like this. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville, my guest is a singer-songwriter who plays guitar. Over the last three years, he has averaged between 80 and 100 shows a year. And in fact, we'll be playing April 7th, 8th, and 9th in three different cities in North Carolina. He has opened for the likes of Luke Bryan, Randy Hauser, and Brantley Gilbert, among others. He did an eight-song release in 2013, released singles in February and August of last year, and is working on new music now. You've been hearing a song of his entitled, How's It Gonna Be?, it's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Ross Copley. How's it going? How's it going? Hi, Ross. Thanks so much for taking time out of your schedule to talk with me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You bet. Well, uh, I'm afraid that I was too busy talking over it. <laughs> so we, we definitely want to give you a chance to talk about the song that was playing during the intro of this episode. Tell the listeners all about How Is It Going to Be, if you would, please. Um, man, you know, that was, that song, it's, uh, it's really kind of a personal song. I was going through some, uh, some things, you know, best as, you know, humans, we all do. And, uh, just, uh, relationship situations. And it just was something that in the time just was, was personal, real close to me. And, uh, wanted to write something and, uh, got with a group of guys that just, they were, I actually was kind of ironic because one of them was going through the same issues and we were wow. talking about, you know, just those feelings you have whenever you know that, that a relationship, whether, you know, being something you really don't want to let go of or, or something that even if it's time to let go of, you have those, those feelings that you, you question of how something's going to, how, how's it going to be whenever, whenever you do see that person. So, you know, that, that song, you know, was a real, it's a, uh, was a real personal song at the time and it still is, but it's uh, it's one of my favorites. And we released that. It was uh, a fan voted single. So that's when that one got put out. Okay. That prompts two follow-up questions then. I, I hope I will remember them both because I want to ask them to you separately. Just because you said it was fan voted, um, explain that. What what were the mechanics of the fan vote? How did you do it? Well, we we put out little uh, little clips of, of all the songs that we were we were kind of debating on at the time. I was trying to figure out, going through saying, well, which which song should be the single off the, off the upcoming stuff? And, and it really, I just, I wanted to, to have more, you know, the fans be more involved with it. You know, it's, in the industry, we all have the side to where, you know, we choose the song that we, that, that we feel is the strongest one. And I said, man, I want to do it differently. I, I want, I want my, my fans and my audience to be the ones that I want to know what they, you know, which, which song that they really, that, that, that draws them closer to. And, and it was just, it was just one of those things that I said, I'm, I want to do it differently, you know, try and try something different. And that's, that's what we did. So it got a lot of great involvement, but how's it going to be, which might not at the time have been 
which song I would have thought would have been mm. the single. It, Interesting. It, you know, it's, it, it, that's the one that everybody gravitated towards. I said, you know what, let's, let's roll with it. So. That's fascinating because, you know, on the one hand, you did just say that's probably not the one that you would have chosen. And number two, you know, I do gear this show a lot towards the listeners who are up and comers that are trying to learn from guests such as yourself. And I think the artist does have a tendency to say, well, look, this is the one that I feel and these are my songs. So this is the one that I want to be the single. So, to you know, obviously you supported the process that that you went that you went ahead with it. And so for you to even come on the show and say that's not even the one that I would have chosen. Uh, I think that's a great teaching moment right there for those who are listening right now that are up and comers to say, OK, you know, maybe I am a little too close to some of my own songs and I need to get and, and it may be, you know, we've talked about this on, on a few other episodes. You know, it may just be ask your producer or ask your manager or ask your whoever. But in this case, asking the fans, that's really casting a wide net. And, and uh, you know, kudos to you for saying, uh, you know, I'm OK with with stepping back and, and letting the masses have their say, because that's, you know, that's that's uh, putting yourself in a little bit of a vulnerable position. You're you're relinquishing a little bit of control. Absolutely, man. And, you know, it is. We we do get very close. I mean, there's there's songs that, that I've written that for for my personal direction, you know, as, as a singer songwriter and, and artist myself, it's it's you know, there's there's songs that I write that they don't fit me as an artist, but I know that they're out there for somebody else. But just because mm. I I get drawn into some song that I've done, it doesn't mean that that's the best one. And and or not not saying the best one, I'm saying that the best one to release and what the fans mm-hmm. are going to take. One. Mm-hmm. So so releasing how's it going to be and doing it in that way of the fan voted. I mean, I I couldn't have been any happier than than seeing the involvement with the fans come back to see that hey for you know for for what I'm doing, I might not always have the best you know the best <laughs> choice with it. And and <laughs> you know it's, it's it's just a part of life. It's it's a growing thing, but. But it's it's something to really I, I, it it's kind of changed my look on things to where instead of saying hey this is what I want to do I want to I want to do what my fans want me to do. So. That's awesome. Well, you know, um, listeners, this is this is the first time that Ross and I am I'm holding up air quotes are are meeting each other. But Ross, the other follow up question I wanted to ask you it, it sounded in your voice when you talked about how's it going to be it, it it sounded as though that was something difficult that you were going through in your life that you, that you wrote about. And I wonder, as much as I think it's kind of a curse, you know, for a songwriter that's like, boy, I've got all these all these things around me that make for good song fodder. But when it's something really difficult that you're you know you're wrestling it with in your personal life to begin with, how tough is it to go in and then have to not only write a song about it, but then perform that song over and over and say, "Gosh, you know, this was some pretty heavy subject matter I was dealing with, and now look what I've done to myself." <laughs> That it's it you know it's it's funny because it what makes it even tougher is when you're when you're playing the show and you know the 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 girl that I was dating at the time she's she's been out to my shows and she's been there in the audience when I played oh, her boy. so that that makes it even more because you know it it's one of those to where it it is a it's it's part of what I always see music being you're opening yourself up to your fans to let them in and it, and not just saying just fans but ho- you know a, a whole audience that maybe they've never heard of you. But you're letting them into your life, and to me, that's what country music's always been about. Anyway, is telling stories, and it's real life situations. So it's it's one of those to 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 do stuff like that, and to put it out, to write the song, and to tell people. In the beginning, you know, when I first started out, I might have been too shy to say, "Man, I don't I don't want people to know this side of what's going on." Right. 
but the more I got into it and everything, I said, you know what? That's what, that's what music is. It's real feelings. It's real emotions. It's, it's, it's things that are, are real life scenarios. And I said, what, you know, what, what's wrong with it? And eventually I got to the point of saying, if I'm feeling something, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I'm going to tell people how, how, you know, what's on my mind, what I'm going through, because as I said, you know, we're all humans. We all deal with the same problems in life. And it's, it shows that, Hey, we, we all might have this, this appearance of, of doing something, but when it comes down to the end, we all are, are come into this world, lead the same way. Yeah, yeah, amen. And and I'm not trying to brown nose you, but you know, I mean, I I th- I, I compliment you. God bless you, because that's that's where you separate the men from the boys. Is it is it shows that? Listen, I'm all in with music because I am going to go through difficult things, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna write them. So. Uh, you know, my hat does come off to you because that's that's courageous to put yourself out there like that. Because other people might might take the easy way out and say, "Well, I'll just play it safe and and I'll leave my personal stuff that I don't want people to know about at home, and I'll you know I'll write about the stuff that doesn't make me squirm." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ab- absolutely, absolutely, and that and that happens quite a bit. And like I said, we there there are songs to where. This is, I said, putting out the single and, and trying to do, and, you know, and, and going for the fan voted side of it. There were songs to where, how's it going to be? Because that song was so personal, I didn't know that that song was going to reach other people the way that it did, mm. and that they were going to be drawn so close to it. But it's, it's just a sign and a uh, proof that we all deal with the same issues. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's 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 real it's real life stuff. And there's other people that that song, you know, that that have come to me and approached me that that song has touched them because they've been through the exact same situation. Well, now, uh, I mentioned in the intro that you're also working on new music. What, what all can you report that way? What, are, is, it, is there a single on the way? Is there a new EP on the way, a full album? What, what's the update? I'm actually, we're, we're kind of just in, in discussion on that right now. I know there's, there's talk of another single that, uh, that we're, that, that's kind of being mentioned and tossed around about releasing a new single. I personally, I've released two singles, and I have not released a more full-length project or at least another EP since the previous one with the eight songs on it back in 2013. And I really, I, I'm at a point where I want to get more, you know, uh, I want to put together a project that really is molded around who who I've become now as an artist and not just another single, but I want to put more songs out to where it's not just saying, hey, these are fan-voted songs, but hey, I want y'all to have all of them. So that's that's kind of the toss up right now is trying to figure out do we release another single or do we you know do we do a a, a more solid project altogether? Yeah, that 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 hits home with me. I have a client who she put out her new album a few months ago and and she couldn't wait for it to come out because of that reason. She said, you know, I want to hear, I want people to hear where my songwriting has progressed to. And I did try to push her along the way early on. Shame on me, uh, you know, for her, for keeping the business hat on and saying, "Well, you know, let's get something out." And she said, "No, you know, I just I, I want to make sure that people hear, uh, you know, who I am now as an artist." And um, you know, make no mistake, Ross, you are a touring and recording artist, but you really do a lot of songwriting, though. Meaning, meaning not only just for yourself. You've done some pretty notable co-writes. Since this show has listeners in 110 countries around the world, for the listeners who are just hearing about you for the first time, uh, rather than me read your resume, talk about some of those songs that you've done writing on for other artists. Um, well, that, uh, that's that's one of those to where it's it's really, you know, it, it, with my writing, like I said, we, we go into those co-writes, and it's not anything that's ever come up saying, hey, we're going to write for this this artist specifically. Mm-hmm. Um 
you know, but it's it's come down to where we just have the fortune that that those other artists they they believe in the song as much as we believe in them when we write them, and it's you know it's it's as, it's as exciting as a songwriter as just as much as it is an, as an artist to to have the opportunity to be fortunate enough to have those other artists come in and say, man, we we really we believe in this song, and I would love to cut this on my project. That's just. I mean, you know, without, you know, name dropping on stuff, it's just, it's an amazing feeling because when you, when it's your craft and it's what you believe in and it's what you do, it's, there's no better feeling than to see a positive direction and steps moving forward to where, you know, it, nobody ever starts off in my, in my opinion and feeling on it. Nobody ever starts off great at something in the beginning. <laughs> if it's something you believe in, you, you work towards it. And, and I'll, I'll be the first to say that with my songwriting, just in times like anything else, the more you do it, the better people you write with, the more you, you learn from things it, just as any other, like I say, any other craft in life, whether it's, you know, you know, from, from the smallest thing to, to things that are even beyond what, what we do as, 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 you know, musicians, there's just, there's, there's something about believing enough and, you know, putting, putting forth the effort to, to learn and grow and be willing to go in open mind. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, as, as, as songwriting, as I was saying, you know, from, from the beginning, I was, I was not the songwriter I was at the beginning, but I've, I've worked and it's, it's great to see that work paying off. Yeah. In other words, Michael Jordan wasn't born a great basketball player. Wayne Gretzky wasn't born a great hockey player. They, they may have been better than the other kids, but they were still little kids and they had to learn the game and they had to practice and, and get the reps and play in lots of basketball and hockey games over the years to become the, the superstars that they were. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, so I, I will name drop a little bit for you. <laughs> uh, I, I know you had something posted on Facebook about Josh Grayson. Um, yes. So, so go ahead and, and just fill the listeners in on, on what that was. Um, the, the song that I wrote with, with Josh, it was uh, Josh Grayson and a, a great friend of mine, Kenneth Duncan. We were uh, on a writer's retreat down in Florida, and, and as Josh said in the, in the video, um, you know, the song, it's, it was one of those to where – the things that were going on, it, it kind of start, it started writing itself. Uh, we were just fortunate enough to, to have the opportunity to be together. And the three of us, what we came up with, it, it was just, you know, as, as I said earlier, we're, we're all, we all come into the world the same way, all the same way we all, we all leave the same way. Um, and it's, you know, we, we carry the things that we do in life. We're, we're all given a blank canvas. We, you know, we, we're the ones that choose the path that we go down, but in the end we all face, you know, we, we all come to a point of, of, of the same, the same ending and we all face, uh, face the things that we've done in the end. Um, and really the, the song is just, it's about, you know, trying to think of the best way exactly to, to word it, uh, <laughs> it's, you know, when we, when we, when we meet our maker, when that time comes, you know, that's where our home will be. We're, we're all just, we're all in, in, in a kind of the same place here on earth, uh, living our lives as best as we can. We all make mistakes, but we can't forget that, that, that those mistakes have been, you know, forgiven. And when we get there, that's where, that's where we'll be home. Well, we, you know, we, we walk in through the gates and it's, you know, it's like I said, the song just kind of started writing itself and myself, Kenneth and Josh, all three of us together, we, we all feel very blessed and, and it's a humbling feeling to know that we were given that opportunity to write that song. 
and and you know we we get put in different places in our lives and be able to to go to to meet certain to meet people at certain times and I think us all meeting it that weekend was the reason why that song came about and I and was just yeah it, I was going to ask you that I was going to ask did the you know did the three of you go there together or is it no we were just all at this retreat and we got put together and it sounds like it was the we, yeah we were we were all at the retreat um, the three of us had never met before and wow. And since then, uh, since then, you know, all, all three of us, we, you know, we still write and it's just, but that song, that song has touched so many people just from, from Josh posting it out. And, um, it, it's just, like I say, it's, it's a blessing, you know, to be, to be a part of, of a, such a great song. And I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with it. Yeah, I think the fourth. I think the fourth co-writer on that was the Holy Spirit <laughs> that, that absolutely put the absolutely. three of you in, into that room together and, and and made it do what it's doing. Where in Florida was that? Being that being that I'm doing this show from Tampa, I'm, I'm, my radar went up uh, when you said Florida. It is a. It's a little island. It's literally there was there's. I don't even think we had much cell service down there. Wow. Um, it was in kind of the Gulf Coast area. I'm trying to think. Of what what it was, it's I, it right off the top of my head. All you know, just punching it in GPS. I'm trying to think. So it's definitely <laughs> the Gulf side, um, but it was it was like a small little island. We you went out and it, it was a little two lane back road to get all the way down there with nothing but asphalt and trees around us. <laughs> wow, wow! And, and we got there. So, so really, it was it was a secluded place. You know, at nighttime it was pitch black darkness. There was nothing really going on down there. So it was just to be able to, to kind of get together as a group of guys, meet one another, um, and just, just have the opportunity for the week to write songs. That, that one was the one that I, when we left out from there, that was the one that really stuck to me and was, was the, the best song for, my, for myself saying that, that I, I was a part of writing one. Awesome. There. Awesome. Uh, I'll take a shot in the dark. Does Cedar Key ring a bell? Is that maybe where it was? Um, no, it, I, if I'm, I think it was Saint something. I just can't think. Of okay, no biggie. I, um, I, I did mention in the intro of this episode that uh, you've got some shows in North Carolina in April, and I know that in May you've got something in Augusta, Georgia. Is is there a goal for touring this year in, in terms of maybe a region that you're trying to cover, or is, or is it I'll play wherever they'll have me, or are you trying to make sure that you're in Nashville too? What, what, what's the plan for live performances as this calendar year continues well, to unfold? touring for touring this year, um, I actually, you know, for, for the past year, I took some time off for writing and that side of to try to really kind of get everything moving forward on that front because, you yeah, like you said, for the past few years, I have been out so much that it's really, it had taken a lot of my time from being able to be in town and do a lot of the writing process. And for wanting to get a new project out of kind of where I've grown to and who I've become as an artist, I've, I've taken that time off. This year is, is, is slowly kind of building back up. This was the year that I said, you know what, I'm getting back on the road full time. And it's, you know, working kind of working everything into it. I'm, I'm picking up, but a lot of it, I want at least try to get back in on all of my areas throughout the, the East coast area from, you know, we've played up from upper Ohio area all the way down through Florida. And, wow. and that's kind of where I'm looking at getting back to uh, right now is getting back into the, the, those venues and into new areas. And since I'm re- I've relocated full time here to Nashville, spreading more West as well. Okay. Okay. So this is, this is just the, uh, this is just the greasing of the wheel and getting things kind of back up and rolling for, for this year. Great. Great. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Russ Copley. 
Visit his official website at www.rosscopley.com. As I always say, if you need the proper spelling of his last name but can't write it down because you're out for a run or are in your car or maybe working out at the gym, just look at the title of this episode on your listening device so that then you can check out rosscopley.com. He is also on social media as well, so be sure to connect with him on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, and keep up with Ross online so you can see where and when he will be performing live. Purchase his music too, of course. It's available on iTunes and Amazon. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in Now Hear This Entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio on nhte.net, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. As always, many thanks sincerely to those who are not first-time listeners. I'm just so grateful for your time and your interest and support. Ross, uh, again, for those listeners who might just be getting introduced to you for the first time, let's go back a bit because uh, you are originally from North Carolina, so you just started to mention it. I wonder how and when you came to deciding to head to Nashville. Um, it, it was something, honestly, when I started you know, started pursuing the, the dream of playing music, which I've always had since a little kid, but when I finally got old enough to where... Uh, I decided that hey, you know, this was this was time for me to to really pursue it. I I made made my way here to Nashville from North Carolina via to Atlanta, Georgia, which I lived for two years, then mm. back to North Carolina. Wow. And being on the road, you know, Nashville was one of those where I, I always wanted to get here and didn't really know how it was going to happen. But just by by taking that leap of faith and stepping foot into it, you know, playing around so much and everything, I, I got with the team of people that I had here in Nashville, and I started making trips back and forth. And then eventually it got to the point to where I said, man, I really need to be there full time. Um, so it's really the, the way of getting here was just by telling myself, hey, I can do this. I'm going to do it. And not ever looking back or having doubt. Um, and just like I say, you know, just believing, believing from the start that this is what I was going to do. And this is what I was meant to do. And, and it wasn't ever a thing of saying, Hey, I'm just going to, just going to pack up and do it. it. It all just kind of worked out in a way that I, I look at it every day when I wake up and I say, man, I'm actually, I've come so far for somebody who didn't know how I was going to, how, how it was going to pan out and how I was going to make it. Wow. I'm here. <laughs> wow. And so when was that, that you, that you actually moved there full time? Uh, I moved here full time about two and a half years ago. Okay, and and so the so the period of time when you had been going back and forth was was approximately how long? Uh, I was back and forth from here for about three years. Wow, wow! So patience is a virtue. <laughs> Absolutely, but it's 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 you know never letting the fear of of, of failures or striking out ever ever be an issue, and just just putting forth every day and putting forth you know the hardest effort you can to do something. Nice, nice. I like that. 
Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is another Twitter tip. It's a spinoff on the golden rule of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That is, if you insist on sending someone a direct message on Twitter when they follow you, don't ask them to do something that you wouldn't do yourself if they asked you, like, go like my Facebook page, or follow me on Instagram, or email me for free song downloads. As much as I don't like this practice either, they might just unfollow you. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show to make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format. There is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1 and a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 2 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Back in the intro, I mentioned that you have opened for people like Luke Bryan, Randy Hauser, and Brantley Gilbert, among others. I I would like you to give some perspective on those opportunities to the listeners who might be up and coming artists who who are who are probably thinking, if I can just get an opening slot for a major artist, I'll be on my way. Um, Ross, how how much of a help are those opening slot opportunities? Can they be a springboard to bigger and better things? And and for that matter, though, how difficult is it to land those spots? <laughs> you know, it's 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 this is the way because I've been asked this question before, and this is my my feelings on it. It's not saying that those shows are going to that that's going to be the thing that that makes everything you know it makes the world go round for it. I mean, it, and it's different for everybody. But for me personally, the thing that I've taken the most from playing those shows, you you learn from those people because we've all been through the same steps. We've all started somewhere. We've all progressed and we've all got to where we're at now. It's looking at those and looking at those people and, and when I watch those shows and when I've had those fortunate opportunities to open shows for, for a lot of these national acts, I take each and every one of those and I study what they're doing and I say, How can I better myself? and be in their position and get to that position by watching them because there's a reason they've gotten there and that we've gotten to where we are. We, like I said, we all started in the same place. So it's, for me, it's learning from things, whether it's stage etiquette and things like that, or how they, how they interact with the crowd. And it's, it's how that they've managed to get to that level of success, but still stay true to who they are and, and still be humble people. Um, so for me, it's, that's kind of where I always take with us. And I love those opportunities because for one, you, you are able to meet a lot of people, but it's, it's taking it as a learning experience to say, this is where I'm at, but it's not where I want to stay. That's where I'm wanting to get to. It's building from that. It's building your craft from taking advice and taking things in when you, when you're, when you're there playing a show. That's what I've got so much from those shows more so than just saying, oh, there's going to be somebody here that's going to see me and spot me and this, that, and other, because mm. if you do that, you're not focusing on the actual performance side and, and being able to interact with the crowd as best as you're able to at the time. You know, it's like, like we were saying earlier, Michael Jordan, what didn't, you know, wasn't born the, the star that he was and, and the, you know, the athlete that he was, 
it's it's hard work, and it's actually being able to go into something and approach it with an open mind. I, I wonder were there, and, and I want to I want to phrase this question the right way. Uh, I, I'm thinking back to some interviews that I did with some people, some blues artists. Um, I must have been going through a, the, the show. Must have been going through a blues phase because in, uh, I'm thinking of like episode 61, Cena Earhart. Um, episode 66, Damon Fowler. Episode 69 with Victor Wainwright. They're all they're all blues artists. And, and Victor Wainwright, for example, these these people in the blues community, they talk about like Victor Wainwright talked about how he hung out with BB King. And they talked about their their mutual uh, interest with flying airplanes, and and not so much you know filling him with questions about you know how do you do what you do with blues music. Were were there any of these people that that you want to kind of just you know maybe thank publicly and say, well, gosh, you know, so and so who I opened up for, you know, and when I played his show, you know, he really took time to talk with me and, and give me some pointers. Anything like that, Ross? Um. Man, honestly, like where it comes down to that, um, and it was even even before I, and it was I'll say, but not before, but as I was first starting out with everything, and I honestly, I've, I've you know been around him several times. I've done a couple shows with him, and I, I've never brought it up from the first time that we actually met. But Chris Young, before like was I was getting my very start. Chris Young made a comment to me right after he had won. Uh, I think he'd won that. Uh, I forget what that show was that he was on. Um, but in the very start of his career, but he had made a comment to me, uh, and he told me, he said, you know, don't change who you are, mm. you know, stay true to who you are as a person. And that's something that even before, you know, having the opportunity to play the shows and do things with him, when I, when he made that comment to me, that kind of stuck with me throughout what I'm doing. And, and since then I've done shows with him, but as I said, I've never brought it up to make you say, Hey, don't know if you remember, but I was the guy that you told to stay, you know, stay yeah. true to who you are. Yeah. Um, you know, but there's there's so many guys, man. That I, I mean, that this the list could go on and on about people who are just true, genuine people who in this industry would would give you the shirt off their back. Wow. Um, two guys that I'm very fortunate to be be friends with that have always been supportive, have been super nice with everything I've had going on. Uh, Eric and Steven from Love and Theft, those guys have been fantastic since the first time I met. Eric Church, another guy, super, super nice guy. Awesome. Um, and it's just, you know, it's like I said, the, the list could go on, and that's just a few to name that, that right off the top of my head that I know that things that they have said or things that conversations that have been had that those people really stick out to me throughout and saying, you know, it, it, it's just, it's a it's a great feeling to know that, those, that there's people out there that are willing to help others as much as, you know, anybody else that would give you the shirt off their back. Yeah, and it's encouraging to hear that, that the list could go on. That, that That's always so nice to hear that, that so many people are being so so of the pay-it-forward mindset instead of, you know, get away from me, you know, and act like it, like you're below me. So that's that's really great. And, and I, think, uh, I, th- I think you may have just answered uh, my next question, but um, if if you know if you want to add something to this, feel free. But I was I was going to bring up the fact that I, I belong to a business owners group here in Tampa, where a lot of times they ask members to share some wisdom with each other through the question, "What is the best piece of advice someone has given you in business that has stuck with you over these years?" Uh, is is what you just mentioned from Chris Young kind of you know something that you have found that you've really hung on to, or or is there something else that that you might want to lend to that? Um, between that, which that's, that's one of the things that I've really held on to the most, but 
even even in other forms of business and things like that, as I, as I said, you know, it's truthfully the biggest piece of advice that I've ever gotten is, you know, it's not about it's not about talent or ability that 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 at the end of the day is anything. The biggest piece of advice that I ever got from somebody is, you know, besides staying true to who you are, it's wake up every day and know that. You know, for one, we're not given, you know, you never know if, if today's your last day. Wake up and give it everything you've got and, and don't look at the end of the day and say, well, I could have done this. I'll get it tomorrow. Like, use every every ounce of everything you've got every day and put, you know, wake up, put the best foot forward. That's That's the biggest piece of advice that I've ever been given is, you know, working the hardest you can because – a lot of times it's, it's not about the, the most talent or the, the whoever has this, that, the other. It's the person who works hardest. And, and it's, that's something that I've, I've kind of I've, I've molded what I do around and saying, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this and I'm going to give it everything I have every day, 150%. And that's, that's what's led me to where I am right now. I so like if it. It's, if it's, you know, as I say, if, it's, not, it's not the same for everybody. And how how things are done. If it was if it was simple, there would be a class for anything that anybody wanted to do. But it's, it's <laughs> believing enough, never looking, never having a fear of doubt, and for striking out, and and knowing that wherever wherever a door is shut in your face, there's a window of opportunity somewhere else. I like it, and this is uh, really amazing. But just last week on this show, Megan Lindsay was the guest. She was the runner-up last season on The Voice. And and listeners, uh, this is a this is a direct quote from Megan on that show. And like I say, it's amazing that here we are one week later, and Ross saying what he just said. You, you can actually look this up on, on nhte.net. Megan said, "You learn really quickly how hard it is, and it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with talent. I mean, obviously that's a part of it, and I've worked really hard on my craft. But I think so much of it is just the work ethic that you put in, and on having a plan and having a solid team." End quote. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's, that's exactly kind of, kind of what, what I'm saying. I mean, what she, she has the same feelings on it that I do. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, I've, we've, we've all seen it and it's, you know, the, the biggest thing that I can offer anybody is when I, when I started off, I'll be the first to say that, that I thought that I was going to set the world on fire. <laughs> and I realized really fast from when I said that I moved from North Carolina to Atlanta, I was granted a great opportunity down there at a place called Wild Fields and was a part of their artist development program. And I learned really quick when I went in there, it was a 6,000 cap room. And I learned really fast from just my first few weeks there that there are a lot of people that are better at what we do. It's not about, you know, saying, oh, hey, I'm better than them, this, that, the other, because you learn really fast. There's a lot of people that are better at what we do. You just have to learn from those people and better yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, Keep a level head. If success starts to grow, keep a level head and stay humble. Indeed, indeed. Uh, speaking of uh, other guests from the show, I, I noticed with interest a Facebook post that you did last month, Ross, in conjunction with Jordan Elena releasing a new single. She was the guest on episode 76 of this show. Uh, listeners, if you didn't hear that, go back and l- listen to my conversation with her. Ross, first I want to say how great I always think it is when I see an artist plugging someone else instead of just themselves. So, so job well done there. And I know that's not the first and only person that you've done that for. Uh, but secondly, connect the dots for us. How do you know Jordan Elena? 
Um, actually, man, I, I've just met Jordan through uh, through mutual friends out here, and you know, like many others, it's 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 a it's a very close knit community out here, and it's it's when you find people that are are, are really hardworking people, very you know talented people, and and just good people in general. It's 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 a support system that you you want to link up. I mean, we're it's, it's a small community. We're all friends, and and when people are good people, that's that's what I kind of take from things, and I just I. I, I love supporting and helping people that, that I see, that I know for one, I, I guess I should say that, that would, would do the exact same for me. And if I, was in a, if I was in a spot that needed the support, that I would have those friends do the exact same thing. And, and even if people, if it comes down to it and they don't do it, it just, it's being, being the best person that you can be. And, and, and Jordan, she's one of, the, one of the sweetest girls I've met out here. And uh, when, when I saw her single was coming out, I, I just said, you know what I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do for her like I've done for everybody else. And I, I just want to support people. I want to see everybody do well. Nice, nice, nicely said. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville is singer-songwriter Ross Copley. Visit his official website at www.rosscopley.com. As I said earlier, if you need the proper spelling of his last name but you can't write it down, uh, perhaps you're out for a run or you're in your car, maybe you're working out at the gym, uh, simply look at the title of this episode and your listening device so that then you can check out rosscopley.com. He is also on social media as well, so be sure to connect with him, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, and keep up with Ross online so you can see where and when he will be performing live Purchase his music too, of course. It's available on iTunes and Amazon. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio on nhte.net, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free. It makes it very easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Instagram and or Twitter. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. I've mentioned a small handful of them. Megan Lindsay from last week, Jordan Elena from episode 76, and then the three different blues artists uh, in the episode 60s. Uh, that was Victor Wainwright, Damon Fowler, and um, Cena Earhart. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far, and as always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your continued time and interest and support. Uh, Ross, I wonder, have you ever had interest in trying to get on American Idol, The Voice, America's Got Talent, or <laughs> heck, for, for that matter, even even Nashville, the show? And, and I guess I should also ask, do you get asked this question all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have been asked that quite a bit, actually. And, you know, early on, um, before I really started doing everything that I've been doing the past few years, um, I mean, there was a time where I, you know, did the, uh, you know, tried out for American Idol. And, and it was just one of those things to where, you know, if I, if I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in right now and wouldn't have worked so hard to get here, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with those shows. I mean, they, they do a lot of great, uh, a lot of great things. I've got, you know, several friends that have been on those shows, uh, it's just for for me, I, I kind of look at it to where I I know how hard that I've worked to get to where I am, and I 
I don't want people to, I don't want that taken away. And that's, you know, like I said, it's, it's not in any way bashing those shows because I think they're, they're great opportunities for, for the people who are on there. Um, just for my personal satisfaction for what I do, I, I, want, I would rather see the work that I've put into things paid off in, in this way to where I've, it's not been a waste of the stuff of the time that I put into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And by, by, by saying the waste, like, as I said, it's not bashing those shows. It's just, I've, a lot of times that would be, I feel like that would be overlooked that, that people would, would say, Oh, well, you know, here's a guy who came onto a TV show and did this. And I just, it just for my, like I said, my, my own personal thoughts on it. I, I just, I, I believe so much in the work that I, in the work and effort that I put into it, that I feel everything is so close that, that I just, I want to continue this route. Yeah. And I, and I understand what you're saying because obviously you can have to put in an awful lot of time with one of those shows and maybe say you end up uh, top 12, for example, and, and you go home as, as the 12th place finisher, then you just put in an awful, awful lot of time and people aren't going to remember the 12th place finisher. So point, point well taken. Uh, I do want to talk about the, the all important topic of social media, Ross. I, I wonder how you approach it in terms of time management. Are, are you doing it all from your phone and you just kind of keep checking it constantly? Or do you actually schedule a block of time each day that's set aside just for social media? Or, or is it maybe a, maybe a combination of the two? Um, I try to do a combination of the two. I try to set a block time, but, but a lot of times I, I will, because it's, you know, right there in the palm of my hand with my smartphone, I'm, I'm constantly on, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, things like that. And I, you know, I, I run everything myself. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I probably don't use my social media as, as, as people in the industry would say that the proper way of using it is, but <laughs> I have such a goofball personality when it comes down to things. And I, I like people to see too, that, Hey, you know, I, I, I have a humorous side and that I'm, I, you know, I just like having a good time. And it's, you know, I see, you know, there's a lot of people that I see that it's all strictly business. And I, when I hear them, they say, you know, you should probably make sure every, all these posts and everything are directed straight towards it. I kind of get this look on my face like, yeah, probably <laughs> haven't done that correctly. <laughs> well, it, it goes back to the beginning of the show where you, where you were saying that you made the conscious decision to be an open book and to let people see you when you're hurting and to, you know, and like you say, and to see you be a funny guy and, and to not be just just the business musician and, and that's all you're going to get out of my social media. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's kind of that, that whole uh, kind of saying that, that goes, that's always been around the live, laugh, and love. That's kind of how I kind of view everything. Man, I, you know, we, I live each day. If you can't love and you can't laugh, then, then you're not living. Yeah, nicely it's, said. It's, so it's, it's kind of kind of my, my theory on things. And if somebody ever came in and those things would be pulled off of my social media, that would be where somebody else would come in and say, hey, we are taking this off. And then I would probably be in the corner pouting about it. Saying, no, it's, it's, it's not letting me be me. <laughs> well, we're almost out of time, but there's a, there's a fun question that I like to ask guests such as yourself, Ross. Uh, what order do you put these in in terms of what you consider yourself to be first, what you consider yourself to be second, and then which would come third? Uh, the choices, of course, being singer, songwriter, and guitar player. Um, in in order, so singer, songwriter. I'm definitely singer first and foremost. I, I uh, as I said, I, I'm starting off with songwriting. I've, I've had the great fortune of, of getting to where I'm at now with that. Um, but I, you know, have always been artist first and foremost. So, and and my my voice is my gift that I was given. Um, guitar playing is something that I kind of um, I kind of picked that up several years back. Um, 
and just from being it was what I learned is kind of saying, hey, if I'm going to be writing songs and working on my craft, I need to play guitar. I was a drummer first and foremost, oh. uh, and and I kind of pushed. I put that aside whenever I I decided. You well, it's just too much gear to carry around. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know. Um, I've sang since I was little, and, and it's just like I said, I, I feel like God gave me this gift to be able to share it with the world. Um, so singer first and foremost, uh, songwriter second, guitar player third. Okay. And, and I would, so that's what I say. You know, there's, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, they, like I said, they're, they're better than us in different situations. Yeah, I'm the exactly. first to admit I, I'm not the greatest guitar player in the world. I can, you know, I can do an acoustic show. I can do things by myself if I need to. It's nothing flashy, nothing, flashy, nothing fancy, but that doesn't stop me from doing what I do. Gotcha. Uh, we're going to close today with a song of yours called Wildfire. Before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, please. Okay. Uh, Wildfire, actually, I, I had so many people from my hometown area that said, man, when, when are you ever going to write a song about where you know where you're from about here in North Carolina at Lexington, which is a very small town between Charlotte and Greensboro, uh, just just south of Raleigh. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do this differently. I said, there's there's not so many people that, that you know everybody takes into to, to the realm of saying, hey, I'm going to write a song about where I'm from and all the different things. I said, I'm going to write it about how I grew up and the way that we did things from, in my hometown. So Wildfire is one of those to where I, I wanted to. I, we left it kind of. It does tell a story, but at the same time, it's still open-minded enough to where I want everybody to be able to listen to it and create their own wildfire. All right. Well, Ross, thanks so much. I appreciate you making the time today, and uh, glad to have you on the show. Hey, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. You bet. That will do it, listeners, for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player Ross Copley. Do visit his website at www.rosscopley.com and engage with him on social media. So that means like his Facebook page, follow him on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe to his YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell him you heard him and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And of course, do purchase his music. It's on iTunes and Amazon. And be sure to keep up with Ross online to see where and when he will be performing live. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. That's it, just one field to complete. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you're listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and they call it repost episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to the show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song by Ross Copley. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Wildfire. Headlights off, pulling in. 
Yeah. 